Hamish the Good, final chapter. At first, no one could believe it was as simple as that. But in the end, Mr. Majika convinced them all. I've remembered what I was taught as an apprentice wizard. He said, if anyone gets a horrid affliction or disease as a result of behaving nastily to someone, he said, they have to be good for a certain period of time and it will go away. So Hamish will have to be good until, well, I should think until the end of term should just about do it. What do you think about that, Hamish? Hamish Bigball looked at Mr. Bajika gloomily. Isn't there an easier way? He said. Mr. Majika shook his head. I'm afraid not, he said. For the next week or so, Hamish, you will have to behave like an entirely different person. You must become utterly and completely good. Hamish sat in silence, stunned by this news. He'll never manage it, said Pete to Thomas. Not a hope. But the surprising thing was that by the next day, Hamish obviously was managing it. Up to now, he had always arrived late at school in the morning with some silly excuse he dreamt up. But today, Class 3 found him already sitting at his desk when they arrived. And when Mr Majika came into the classroom, he saw that there was a bunch of wild flowers in a jam jar on his table. Oh, he said, did one of the girls put this here? There was a general shaking of heads and Hamish spoke up. No, sir. He never called Mr Majika or any of the other teachers, sir, before. It was me. I picked them from the hedgerow on my way to school. Don't you think they're rather pretty, sir? Mr Majika looked at Hamish Big more suspiciously. Don't overdo it, Hamish, he said war warningly. Just being normally good, like everyone else, will be quite enough. But Hamish said nothing. They began the lessons. Normally, Hamish Bigmore interrupted Mr Majika at least once every five minutes with some silly question or rude comment, but today he was completely silent. Mr Majika obviously couldn't believe it, for he kept casting an unnervy glance at Hamish in his direction to make sure that he wasn't up to something nasty, but not at all. Hamish was very hard at work, and at the end of the day, he handed a neatly written workbook to Mr Majika. Class 3 had been asked to write something describing this scene in the country and Hamish's piece was all about sweet little buttercups and little woolly lambs jumping about in the meadows. Are you trying to pull my leg, Hamish Bigmore? said Mr Majika. But once again, Hamish made no reply. It was, at... it was the same at dinner time. Mr Majika had explained to Mr Potter and the rest of the school that something peculiar had happened to Hamish's teeth, but it would soon be all right, and again, providing nobody took any notice. So Hamish was allowed to have school dinner with everyone else. Usually he fooled around like mad at dinner time and made dreadful nuisance of himself in the dinner to the dinner ladies, but today everything was different. He not only ate his own dinner as quietly as a mouse, but after it was finished, he began to collect up all the other children's dirty plates, knives, forks, spoons, saying to the dinner ladies, Oh, do let me help. Please do let me help. Is there anything I can do? After a bit, one of the dinner ladies went to Mr. Majika to complain. That boy from your class, she said, he's giving us all the creeps. Do you mean his teeth? asked Mr. Majika. No, he can't help those, the poor dear, said the dinner lady. I mean, his interference. 
He doesn't mean to be a nuisance, the poor creature, but he keeps fussing around us, trying to help all the time. And we can't get the washing up done. What's wrong with him? The other kids never behave like that. Mr. Majika sighed. I'm afraid he's a, uh, suffering from attack of being good, he said. Nor was this the end of Hamish Big Moors. Helping, shall we say. At the end of the afternoon, school, he hurried round the nursery class and was soon to be seen helping little children with their coats and holding the door open for their mothers who had come to collect them. Unfortunately, nobody in the nursery had been told about Hamish Big, Big Moore's vampire teeth, and the air was soon filled with the screams of terrified mothers. It's Dracula himself, risen from the grave, cried one of the more highly strung ladies. Mr. Majika, summoned to the disturbance, told Hamish Bigmore to stop helping and to go home at once. But the damage was done, and it was several days before some of the mothers would venture out the doors again with their toddlers. Every day for a week, Hamish Bigmore thought of some new ways of helping someone at St. Barty's. And by the end of the week, everyone in the school was nervous wreck. Everyone, that was, except Mr. Potter. Somehow... Hamish's good deeds had failed to cause any trouble to the head teacher. On the last morning of term, Hamish Bigmore arrived in school with his teeth looking perfectly normal again, and there was a gleam in his eye. Well, I think I've managed it, he said to Pete and Thomas. Your teeth, they said. Yes, you have. They look quite ordinary again. Mr Majika was right then. It worked. No, not that, idiots, said Hamish Bigmore scornfully. And this... And his goodness seemed to have vanished now, for his teeth were back to normal. Just you wait and see what I mean. I think this is a perfect example of a tired person reading out loud, but there we go. The day ended with the whole school gathered in an assembly hall to listen to Mr Potter. I want you to all enjoy your holidays, he said. But before you go, there's one last thing. Those of you who have been at St Parties for some time will know that on the last day... Of the Easter term, I always give a prize to the headmaster's medal for good conduct. And as you also know, beside the medal, there's £10 in cash for the boy or girl who wins it. Each year I look out for one boy or girl whose behaviour has been really good and who has tried to be a real help to everyone in the school. And this term, I have no hesitation at all in awarding the prize to... Hamish Bigmore! There was a gasp of surprise, especially from Class 3. A howl of rage came from them. So that's what he was up to, gasped Pete. He didn't care about the teeth at all. He just wanted the money. Well, of all the... Jolly well done, Hamish Bigmore, said Mr Potter, hanging a medal around Hamish's neck and giving him an envelope containing the money. Thank you, sir, said Hamish Bigmore, and he stuck out his tongue at Class 3. After it was all over... Everyone crowded round Mr Majika. Wasn't that wicked of Hamish Bigmore? Jodie asked. Did you know what he was up to? Mr Majika shook his head. I'd never have heard of the Good Conduct Medal, he said, or I might have guessed. Why, for two pins, I'd turn that medal into a toad. Oh, go on, Mr Magic, please do, they all said, but he shook his head. No, my friends, no more magic, at least not this term. Will you be here next term? Mr Magic Jody asked excitedly. Mr Majika nodded. Hooray! They all said. And then Thomas added an afterthought. Well, don't let Hamish Bigmore ever be good again. 
It's more than we can bear. The end of book one. Thank you for listening. Mm.